Welcome to another episode of the Koshcast. As you realize, it's not Alex's sultry, calming voice. No, it's not. No, and no. that's why we don't have a punny intro it's this week. It's your loud, pitchy voice. Yes. Yeah. You'll have to bear with our uh, obscurities. Sorry about that. We've got, well, I'm Mohanad. We've got Bernie. Yeah. And Rishay. Hey, hey. So Alex is, I actually don't remember what he has today. He he told us, but I don't, I don't recall. Some course? Is it a course? I don't know. Uh, Webinar? I think I, I think he's secretly playing FM somewhere. <laughs> he loves FM, doesn't yeah. he? He's I think he's in his second season with Arsenal. He came second in his first season. Sold yeah. Ozil. He did. So, <laughs> he did sell yeah. Ozil. He did, and he bought the Draxler, which is you know kind of realistic, I guess. I, I, I would have done that right. a few years ago with a wink in my, in my eye, you know. But who plays FM to be realistic? You go out there and you try and you know. No, I try and sign Messi for five hundred million. Exactly. Um, and he was worried that when he sold Ozil that the whole, you know, squad would be upset and he's like, no one cared. Just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I wonder if that's realistic for Arsenal Standard. fans. Uh, not for, for the fans, it will be, I mean... By the way, some players want Alexis Sanchez out of the club. Sure. FYI. Yeah, so, Ramsey, I wonder Ramsey. if it applies to, to Ozil as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, let's start though with MLS and a TFC preview. We've got the second leg versus Columbus in the conference final. On Wednesday, yeah. So in a few days, and the first leg ended nil-nil in Columbus. How do you guys feel in general about a nil-nil away? I mean, would you take it? Well, a nil-nil away, it's 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 like a Champions League knockout round. You know, if you concede one goal at home, now you need two goals. Right. It's one of those very dicey situations. Uh, unless you're very confident in your defensive abilities to like maintain a nil-nil. I'd rather take a one-nil loss away so I have the incentive to score when we come Oh, home. okay. That's a totally different way of looking at it. Uh, 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 you, know, you know who said those words? Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, really? but I mean... I'm sure he wouldn't. I, I don't, I'm sure I don't he really, wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. No, yeah. it was one of his psychological tricks, but I do remember. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> because if you're a one-nil down, you still have to do the same things yes. you would have to do, but even more. I mean, nil-nil, they went out there, they played for the draw, I felt like. Um, good defending, I guess. Oh, they had to play for the draw. They had no... I mean, they had Ricketts, but they didn't have Altidore or Giovinco. But I don't... No. I find out... I mean, I, I get it. Vanny is is more tactical than we give him credit for. In many ways, I think this is was not nil-nil, but maybe at least he said, if you can't score, keep it tight, it's all good. Mm. But end of the day, they did beat this Columbus team, I believe, without Josie and um, Giovinco. And just Ricketts, I believe they beat them 5-0 right. during the season. So yeah. obviously it's different levels and stuff, but I felt like they could have done more. I thought Bono was fantastic, and he was fantastic last round as well. He made that, uh, we were there, oh, we yeah. lost that match-winning mm-hmm. save. Um, he did the same this game. He's been fantastic for, for TFC. Yeah. And I think without the away goal, it makes TFC's job slightly harder because any draw, any, you know, absolutely not a goalless draw, but any other draw, at BMO Field will suit Columbus. Maybe you know they can scrape away with a one-one or something. It's it's mm. it's it's possible. It's yeah. not you know out of this world. So it is a bit dicey at this point. I think TFC need to come out strong, score at least two goals yeah. to comfortably go through here. And we saw when New York came to town a few weeks ago, they were aggressive. They took the fight to TFC. They got Altidore suspended. You know, even Giovinco picked up a second yellow. Bradley's also on a yellow card. So that's true. Um, but he, he did well to not get a yellow yeah, this game. Too. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't but, think that's gonna happen again. I think. If you're you're not crazy, you know Julie Altador cannot be crazy and get you know consumed by that atmosphere. That's gonna that it can surprise you, man. Wait, His disciplinary record for a striker is horrendous. It's actually embarrassing. Like it's not good enough. And I don't know. I don't know. I just well, feel hopefully they uh, that it doesn't happen to him because when we meet him in a couple of weeks. Yes. We, we don't want to bring it up and then get uh, you know panhandle ourselves. <laughs> True, we're meeting him well right after. We're meeting him on 
Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, and, and the game's on Wednesday, so it'll be literally fresh. <laughs> I mean, you, you do not want to bring it up if they lose that. No, no, yeah. no. If, if there's anything uh, any of the listeners want to say to Josie, feel any free to questions. tweet it to us or yep. send it to our Gmail yep. under the kosh. Under the kosh blog at gmail.com yep. or That's on it. Twitter. What is it? At underscore. Under underscore the cost. You got it. Yeah. Correct. Alex is better. The thing is, you look at it all the time <laughs> and you just it, you don't remember what it is. Yeah. It's true. Um, Greg Vanny won MLS Coach of the Year, so that's that's good. I mean, we've yeah. to be fair, we've given him a lot of credits over the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've even given him credit as much as saying you know the three five two was pre Conte that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. And he's done very well, and people have been talking about you know the American uh, job. Let's say if he wins. Uh, the MLS Cup this season. Maybe that's kind of, okay, I've achieved it all. Go maybe go to the US. I mean, I think we were laughing about the Everton job stuff. Like, <laughs> obviously unrealistic, yeah. but he's, he he seems to be a decent man. I, I think that would be a, the great end to that story. Like the, the USA job, and then maybe Bono gets a call up as a result. Yes. Right? I think those would be two great things for, for that team. Yeah, I've always liked Vanny. Um, I really hope he doesn't leave Toronto, but it would be nice to see him win the MLS Cup. It would be interesting to see if TFC win the MLS Cup, whether that is just the beginning or whether that was one of those, well, like we've worked so hard, here we are, and then that's kind of the, the top of the of the curve, yeah. and then you, everyone just goes, ah, we're I, done. I, I think yeah. it would be that. I think, it yeah. Would. Especially, I feel, especially in a league without relegation, right? Yeah, true, and yeah. I feel, I just feel like in MLS, they'd like to keep it interesting, and they'd try to move things around, yeah. and interestingly, I think a, a stat came out this week that, I think we already knew this, but TFC has the highest wage bill in MLS, mm-hmm. Um, which well, is interesting. I mean, this is tailwind on Giovinco for that one. Yeah, Gio- I mean, Giovinco, Bradley, Bradley Altador, Altador, those yeah. three. But on that, Giovinco would leave if they. I think either way, Go I have where, a feeling. Though? Well, he was flirting with with the, with the Chinese Super League last season. It mm. was a big thing. Where would he stay? Would he go? Then he wrote that whole Players Tribune thing. This is for the city. To me, this kind of feels like success or not. I yeah. think he's gone. Right. And then Altador, I feel like his contract is still a long way away. Bradley's long, who's going to pay that money? Bradley's I think those, those two yeah. stay for me. But Jovinko goes. We'll see what happens with Vasquez. Just for the money, basically. Jovinko yeah. just tried to make a buck before retirement. And now that yeah. the Italians are not in the World Cup, he has no incentive. True. And that's a good can, point. he can literally cash in on his career. <laughs> that, that's a very good point. He yeah. doesn't have an incentive to try and make that squad anymore. <laughs> and you know, once he's at Guangzhou Evergrande, he can uh, find his way to Barcelona eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There was always a way back. <laughs> Follow in the footsteps of the great Paulinho. <laughs> So, to the Premier League, let's start with uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea. This was the the big game of the weekend. Boo! <laughs> um, Liverpool? Let's, mm-hmm. Yeah, Liverpool. Let's start with the starting lineup. This was very weird from Liverpool. They came off that 3-3 versus Sevilla in midweek. Klopp yeah. um, rested, well, rested, apparently, Mane and Firmino. I thought, I thought it was very weird because people are saying they're rested because they have a midweek game again on Tuesday or Wednesday because there's a midweek match day. But still, this is not the game where you rest them for... Um, I feel there had to be some sort of altercation after that 3-3 comeback. You know, Liverpool were 3-0 up in the first half. They, you know, Sevilla brought it back to 3-3, etc. Et I feel maybe something happened in the changing You think, room. like, maybe he didn't think they put in the maximum amount of effort or something? That, and, then... and also I feel maybe the players, and the, maybe they got heated a little bit, and someone said something out of line. I feel it was a bit more disciplinary than, like, form I hope tactics. So. Well, even if it was the case, I mean, I could see the tactic of, you know, not starting them. And then putting them on towards the end of the game to keep them slightly fresh. Play the last 35 minutes if you need a goal. In the last 30, they were up 1-0 until, you know, the last 10 minutes of the game. Something like Six that. Six minutes of the game. Oh, yeah? Is yeah. that how it was? Yeah, it, it was, was like a very 80, late. 84th or something yeah. like that. Right. But I don't know. I feel 
the best managers, right, when you want to discipline your players, as much as you want to show that you are the man, you you don't show you're the man when you're going up against a big rival. Right. You do that and against a smaller team, you still think you can win it, and you still assert your authority. You don't do this in what I, f- I felt was a, one of those must-win games. I mean, it looked like it looked quite winnable for Liverpool, too, for a big part of that game. I mean, the first half, um, Liverpool started Ox on the left and Sturridge in the center uh, with Milner, Coutinho, and... Was it Henderson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Henderson. Likely. Milner and Henderson had the worst performances I have ever seen of any center mid in the universe, in the history of football. It was horrendous. Milner had 55% pass conversion. 55. 55. He wasn't playing, basically. He had zero chances created, zero crosses, zero zero everything. So what was he doing? Uh, I I think they have shell shock. They have shell shock after that Sevilla 3-3. Well, Henderson is is just a horrendous player. (laughs) Zonal marker. That's what it does to you. I, I mean, the positives, obviously, Salah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 10th game in his uh, 13th game. I mean, that, that he's, he's beaten all these Liverpool records since Suarez yeah. in 13-14 season. Um, he's also their top scorer. He's the league's top scorer. He, yeah, he's he's can't beating, stop scoring. He's beating players like Kane and Lukaku yeah. and Morata. And that's very impressive for a player who plays wide. Um, this goal was... I mean, we've seen him score a lot of different types of goals. But his runs, he makes really smart kind of... So almost as a striker run. And this, this ball, he... Got it with his right, finished it with his right. He's yeah. a predominantly left foot player, so it was quite impressive. And as I say, it's a you know it was a carpet finish. It yeah. was a carpet finish yeah. under Courtois. Took it yeah. all in one one nice sweeping motion. I thought it was great. I, I felt like the Liverpool defense actually did a decent job. They did in, in this game, and I mean after the three three Sevilla mishap, they really did step step that up. So yeah. very impressed by Moreno that. had a wonderful game. He's he's having a quiet three or four really good games for Liverpool right now. Well, yeah, no, I mean he almost had a clean sheet this game as well. Um, but I do want to point the you know point to that Salah celebration for that goal. I did not agree with the fact that he didn't celebrate. No, but it wasn't again. It wasn't because of Chelsea. It was because of the whole Egypt terrorism incident that was like the Is day before. Right? Yeah, okay, it that, wasn't a Chelsea With, with that knowledge now. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was... It was no, no, I mean, he played like 10 games for Chelsea. They never gave him a chance. I mean, he'd be yeah. pretty stupid to not celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially he's had a few clubs in between. Like, But yes, a lot of people thought, but it wasn't. It was just out of respect for him. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, on Chelsea, though, played very defensively, played three defensive midfielders, rest, well, dropped Cesc, played Bakayoko, Kante, and Drinkwater. Um, back to the Leicester days of Kante and Drinkwater. I thought very defensive, and watching the game, it was just... Luckily for them, Hazard had a wonderful game. He yeah. looked brilliant, but it was all like, take the ball, good luck, just like run past three, mm-hmm. four players every time you get the ball. It's not the first time he's done it against Liverpool either, but he was in a position like just near the center circle where he had the ball. No one was making any runs. He's like asking his teammates to make runs, and he just decides to beat, uh, I think it's Henderson. Yeah, he beat, he beat like three, he four beat people. Him like it was like Messi on some random guy. And then he finds his pocket... And Drinkwater is through. Drinkwater yes. should have done better there. Yes, he should have done better. Mignolet did a good job coming out and, and making himself big and closing off the space. But on, on that, I find it very interesting. Cesc came on and immediately there were three chances that were created. Immediately. Cesc, because Cesc of his passing ability. Season, yeah. And yeah. he has that protection. But I, I, I've hated on Jose Mourinho all season. I will do it for the rest of the season. Right. Believe me. I, as, but I, as will I. I. After seeing this game, I felt... He is picked on by the media because of who he is. Because Conte came to Liverpool for a draw. Right. That's literally what he did. He was celebrating Mourinho a draw. came to Anfield for a draw. And Conte has done this a few times this season. Against Arsenal, 
didn't really play play for the win either, but he doesn't get the criticism that Jose Mourinho gets because Jose Mourinho is the character that he is. It's a little he, bit unfair. He drew to Arsenal, he lost to City, and now he drew to Liverpool, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And, I mean, that Italian blood, you, you can take him out of it, <laughs> but you can never change it. Yeah. Um, William, though, came on. Yeah. And that... Yeah, very quickly sh- scored. Cross comes <laughs> shot. I mean, I thought... I thought he intended it. No. Get out of here. No. 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 Listen, no. in live, no. I didn't. No. Live, I no. didn't think so. But then no. when you look at it, after no. he releases the ball, his eyes no. follow the trajectory instantly. Bro, if you kick the ball, you look where you kicked it. Yeah, he was looking in the general if, if you, area. If you cross the ball, you're right. trying to see if someone actually puts their head on the cross. He's right. not looking to see, oh, did that cross come shot go in? He did not intend that. Whatsoever. Uh, it's, a this is, it's a debate. This is the first of the lucky goals that we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> and, and you know why I'm going to back you on that point? Because you never see a nice little chip lob end up in Rosette. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, right. It it's always... always yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just if you want to talk about people that put balls into Rosette, watch Sergio Ramos every time he kicks the ball. He watches it. He watches <laughs> where it's going. He, he watched that penalty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, I feel Liverpool will feel like this was a loss. I think Klopp, after the game, said... Uh, something along the lines of, I mean, we didn't lose, but it feels like a loss. Because they were, what, four or five minutes away from a very, very good three points oh, against yeah. a strong Chelsea side. Huge three points. Um, but could it have been more if Mane... I don't really care for Firmino all that much. Right. I think Sturridge is a brilliant player, but I think he has to leave. But with Mane pushing back that Chelsea defense... Oh, for sure. ...regularly with Salah on the other side, I feel like he really could have... Done, done Chelsea. To be fair Absolutely. to Ox too, he didn't have a horrendous game. He had an assist. He looked okay. Obviously, he's not at Mane's level, but I'm just saying because he's being picked on mm-hmm. a lot recently yeah, and yeah. etc. And he didn't have a horrible game. Oh, to be fair, William fluke goal aside, like they were about to get away with it while wrestling Mane. So true, it was a real loss. They were close. The, Psychological like they, blow. It's not like they got away with it either. Like they were, yeah. they looked like if you had to pick a winner, I, I think you give it to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. I'd definitely give it to Liverpool. All right, a, let's... Point, a point gained for Chelsea then. Yes, mm-hmm. that is a very late point. Uh, talking of late points, Arsenal beat Burnley 1 0 um, away. 1 0 to, to the Arsenal? Yes, back to the 1 0 to the Arsenal. Very, very late. This is now the third game in a row where Arsenal beat Burnley after the 90th minute. I mean, it must hurt. Really? The, the last one was that Sanchez <laughs> little clip penalty in like the 93rd minute. Oh. Now, this was in the 90-something minute. Oh, oh man, they hate us. They absolutely that, 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 that would hurt. Yeah, so oh, you know, it's about time Arsenal had a rival. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Very well done. I mean, to be fair, Burnley were only like a point away when, when this game was played. So they were direct rivals. They are. They're doing well. Yes, they are. Burnley are doing unbelievably well. And people are going to go to turf more. And they're going to find it very difficult to even get a point I, out of there. They're yeah. the, it's the stadium with the lowest amount of goals. Two. Like, All season. Two. The lowest. That's and ridiculous. this was one of them? The Sanchez No, goal? now three. Now three. Um, Arsenal started this game with their strongest 11. The thing they've only done twice in a row now. Last game beating Tottenham convincingly, a very good performance. And now this game, which was a good defensive style performance, and it's coincided with Mustafi's return. Because to be fair, when Mustafi's out, you play Mertesacker, you play Debushi, you play Holding, and it's just not the same level. Mm-hmm. As much as I have my kind of discretion about Mustafi, he is better than all the other options. And I thought defensively, it was an extremely solid performance. Um, they didn't give up. First half, Burnley, I would say, almost dominated the game, and Arsenal just had to kind of weather the storm. Then second half, you can see Burnley start to tire and Arsenal slowly get into the game. And Just to put a little bit of a downer on your Mustafi love, and not because I hate him, I have nothing against him, but Ashley Barnes does cannot do anything. He's just, he hasn't, before the Swansea game, apparently he hadn't scored in 15 games. 
Right. It's Something not about the goals, lines. though. It's about Arsenal getting bullied by that type of player, that sure. Andy Carroll, that Barnes. That, but uh, if he uh, hasn't scored in 15 games, whether he's not going to bully you at all. And what uh, when you talk about Turf Moore and goals, it's not just the place where actually with the least amount of goals conceded. It's the least amount of goals scored or conceded. So as good as Burnley are, this is actually a pretty good game for Mustafi to come into and do yeah. a good job. Sure, but like in theory, but then when you actually see the game, he had a lot to deal with and he just, I thought he dealt with it really well. But this, the thing is this, we don't give him credit when he does, but then it's so easy when, let's say, he loses a header and Arsenal concede and go, oh, same old Arsenal. But like, he didn't do that, so you know. Yeah, I'm just saying, if it was if it was a striker that you felt would actually score a right. goal today, right. I'd be more impressed by that. I, I guess we're also taking it with the whole Kane thing from last week. Like he's just having a good period, and I hope it yeah. continues because he's coming back from injury. I mean, this is instantly back from a while out as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, you know, upcoming fixtures in the league for Arsenal: Huddersfield next on Wednesday, yeah. the November 29th game, and then United at home at the Emirates Stadium. That is a big one. Uh, followed by Southampton away, West Ham away, and then Newcastle at home. Could go on a really good run. Absolutely. Could, I mean, I would say I expect to get all points from those games. I mean, uh, at home, United. United, maybe a draw, but other than that, I mean... I, I see a draw. United, I think Southampton could be interesting. Interesting. If, if Arsenal play at this yeah. form on their best, they should beat all these teams. It's just about consistency. So, I, with I, this with this strongest Arsenal lineup now in force on the pitch, you know... Yeah, you think five out of six. I see. I don't, I'm not, I'm confused by that because this game, I thought, like you said, Burnley were the better team in the first half. Arsenal were the better the team storm. in the second yeah. half. But if I'm not mistaken, Arsenal had one shot on target the whole. Oh, game. oh yeah, no, no, that's, no, that's not. That yeah. doesn't doesn't tell me that this Arsenal team. If they tell me the Arsenal where they played against Spurs, I right. understand. But based on this evidence, there's nothing that shows me they're going to come and beat United. Okay. Or they're going to waste Southampton or anything. Two like things, that. two things. I, earlier, I was mistaken when I said they started the strongest side because Ozil didn't play this game. That's a big factor. It will be right now is on horrendous form. He just he doesn't actually add anything mm. to the team. I think that's a big loss to not have Ozil, at least from a creative attacking point of view. But I also put it in context that, again, you said it, Turf Moore, only two goals conceded. And they're very, very kind of solid and organized defensive team. And I, I just have to take that into account. And it's nice to see the spirit and the fighting all the way to the end and getting that late penalty and Sanchez stepping up. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this game almost as much as I enjoyed the Spurs game. It was a different type of game. Now, uh, two wins back-to-back for Arsenal mm. and uh, looking bright for the next few. I think, what, sitting in fourth finally again? Are you in fourth? I think you're yes. in fifth or sixth. No, 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 we, no we leapfrog Tottenham. They're one they point behind ah. Chelsea, if I'm not mistaken. So, before we... I, I want to move on from this game, but in context, when you hear about kind of the media and the Twitter and all this, mm-hmm. and Arsenal are supposedly having a horrendous season, and mm-hmm. Spurs are getting all this, you know, praise, and Chelsea, and, you know, a point behind Chelsea, a point, I think, above Tottenham. So... No. Wait, what are you going to say? I'm, I'm just say saying, no. is it... Do we need to put things a bit more in context? No, and I'll tell you why. Why do Arsenal fans freak out way more than, let's say, the Chelsea fans? Because you have expectations. Sorry, what is the point he's trying to make here? Well, I'll, just I'll, in case I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. So, there's this thing about we're one point behind Chelsea, which means in the actual context, we're not doing that badly. But it's something that we all here said beginning of this of the season, that Chelsea are not very good. Right. Chelsea are not very good, so it's not as if we're saying you're one point behind even United. No, no, no. You're one point behind Chelsea, which means you're just one point behind another team that's not very I, good. I'm not saying Arsenal are good. I'm just saying why isn't there that freak out about Chelsea's form? Because they won the league last season. Yeah, And but you've not won anything. It, it, it just feels doom and gloom for Arsenal, and it feels Spurs are fantastic. Yeah, because if it, if it was United, 
it would be doom and gloom as well because they've underachieved so for the last couple well, of years. To that's be fair, true. it's also because the air is a bit stale at Arsenal. Yeah, right so and it's also Arsenal, like, with the amount of fans yeah. and the following on Twitter, it's easy to line and, them up to. And, and it's Chelsea, also, you know there's going to be a change of manager eventually. Exactly. You know, every two, three seasons. Yeah. solution. It's also yeah. because at Arsenal, it's the same song and dance. Exactly. We start off trash. We figure it out. We get trash again, and then we—it's yeah. a cycle. So don't don't yeah. get swept just, up in it. Just as they get hope, it's all about consistency. Well, but they always Dude. prove to you that there will be hope, and then they take it away. This yes. is, that is the consistency. They consistently <laughs> do this to you every yeah. season. Don't get yeah. swept up in it. Yeah, but then that's why Arsene Wenger gets a new contract because it always <laughs> seems like, oh my god, this is possible. Um, all right, let's move on to Manchester City, who. Again, I mean, we're talking about lucky kind of points here. Chelsea, Arsenal, and City, to be fair, got away with one as well. They beat, barely beat Huddersfield away 2-1. Yeah, I guess when you're playing well, you know, they say fortune favors the brave. Yep. Raheem Sterling's goal over here was completely fortuitous. But, you know, with that being said, played 13 games, won 12, drawn 1, 34 goal differential, 37 points. They're ahead by 8 points. I mean, they're breaking league records, City records. Yeah. I think the, the last time City has ever won from a losing position was years ago. 97 games they hadn't come back from a deficit at halftime. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that, that's a that's Regardless of who it is, that's a crazy stat. What do you yeah. mean you've never come back from a 1 0 down? Like, that's insane. At halftime. So that means you're always dominating sure. or what? Like No, we, like, it just means. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they've been good re- recent years, so it must be dominant. Either they've always been. Losing after being one 0 down at halftime, or yeah. they're drawn. Shows no, but we're saying what yeah. we're saying. Does that mean you're just so good you're never one 0 down, or are you just weak that you've never come back? Like I, well, I, I'd love to look at the stats. The club is pretty old. It's not like they've only been around for ten years. Have sure. They? But sure. the this game to me, you know how people make that nonsense statement about oh you're winning character even when you're not playing well. That actually only matters when you've been playing well for a very long time. Right. If, I mean, it's not like United and then you go, oh my God. Every game. Like, no. Yeah. But like, when you've been playing well and then you're not playing well and you still win, that's what this City team are. So that's why this statement is relevant in this particular yes. context. A lot of people are talking about, you know, they're saying, I saw after this game saying, look at the City team. They're gettable. They're, they, you know, you can get at them if you want. How can they go unbeaten, etc., etc. But you got to keep in mind that even when Arsenal went unbeaten, you actually, you know, people just talk about the record now, but you dissect it, there's so many moments where yeah. City need these moments. They need those lucks once in a while, uh, and, and, and it's necessary. You know, I just want to come in here. You know, everyone's like, you know, City this, City that train is running away. I, I don't think the train is running away. I think they're actually losing a bit of momentum here. Mm-hmm. I think cracks are starting to appear. You know, the games are starting Champions to become 2-1. They're also... not like 7-2, 6-0 right now. They're like 1-0, Which 2-1. is another character of a team yeah. that, that will win the league. Which is great. But I can see them hit a patch this season where they start dropping points and then that will be the questionable moment. Like, right. can they then again pick it up or will they drop off from sure. there? Well, the, the, it's a mental battle. Well, the, the way I see it and the way Huddersfield play the game is they are incredibly... I mean, Wagner is not a big Sam Longball merchant, but... There's a Leicester directness that sometimes they put into place that we saw against United. It's practical. And they did the same thing. And this is what we're talking about. We saw it against Leicester. We've seen it at Huddersfield. We saw it even against Stoke. If you actually play off the high line that City play, you can get in behind them and cause them a lot of problems because they're not good there. That's the only part of that team where they're not good at something. Right. But they are so good attacking that if you're not perfect, they will pick you off. And this time, they got absolutely lucky. 
So you're so basically saying to, to high press them, you know, keep the pressure up, challenge every loose ball. I'm saying, get, I'm get saying you can play a direct game if you have a fast, strong uh, striker up front with some form of skill. You can give them trouble. I'm not saying you're gonna win the game, but you can give them. Huddersfield also caught City at a at a good game. Uh, De Bruyne didn't have his best game. Aguero didn't have his best game. But you know how you said the whole fortune favors the brave and it works when you've been good, mm-hmm. etc. I think you, you know you mentioned that on a club level for City. The exact same applies on an individual level for Sterling. He has been revolutionary this year. I thought, personally, he would be nowhere near Pep's starting eleven. I don't rate him as a player, at least at the start of the season. I don't think he's technically good enough. I think his dribbling is a little bit of that walk-on. I don't know where the ball is. Let's see what happens. And I just never thought this would work for Pep. But, you know, I have to give Sterling credit because I bash him all the time. He, you know, made his way into the starting eleven. He starts every single game now. He, he's he was I think he's first or second top scorer for City. And he's doing a fantastic job, and he deserves that slice of luck because he's earned it, I think, this season. Sure, I think he's earned it, but I think you are being harsh on Sterling's abilities. I think that he was always a player that needed to be grounded by a strong manager, just kind of told, you need to do three things this game, that's right. all you're going to do. He's and also the kind of guy. And yeah, he's, he, well, he, he has four kids. Maybe five, maybe <laughs> yeah. six now. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. fair, he's extreme. I, like, you I, forget I, how young he is. I, I do say... Uh, sorry, sorry, Shay. Uh, on that point, I do think... Pep has revitalized him from when he came to Man City. He seemed that he in awe of the whole situation and messed up. But I do believe that this Raheem Sterling that we saw in SAS was a better football player. In terms of he could do more things. He could carry the ball. He could make magic happen. Assist for Suarez. All sorts of things. He, I'm not saying he doesn't do those things. Right. He does those things in a Pedro Barcelona type constricted way. But you know why? Because he doesn't have to anymore. So when you don't... Like, yeah. If you have everybody yeah. doing it... It almost, like, you got Sonic, Sterling, De Bruyne, they all want to do it. And it, it's almost yeah. like he doesn't have to, so he doesn't. And it, it's one of those, like Roche said, Pep, we saw that video that came out recently where Pep showed him exactly what he wants him to do with his back to goal. And then the next game he did it and scored in the Champions League. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. learning, and it's, it's, it must be, can you imagine how fun that is for him to learn from one of the best managers to ever play, to ever Yeah, play? And, and not Brendan Rodgers. And here's something that all working people, even our listeners, can relate to. When you start a new job, you want a nice onboarding program. You want clear, <laughs> yeah, clear I like directions. That. I like that. Your yeah, manager is going to give you the best onboarding yeah. program ever. Yes. But before we move on, I have to say, David Silva is still absolutely class. I mean, oh, yeah. he gets old, it doesn't show, and he can have whatever haircut he wants. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> the man is a genius in that in that city team. He this game he was one of the better players just because the ones around him didn't really play well. Mm-hmm. You know, De Bruyne, even Fernandinho then uh, I thought even uh, Sane was eh. Exactly. They yeah. all they all were. And, you know and Silva yeah. just pulled the strings and he was so good. He's always been that guy for City. Yeah. But now with Pep's clear direction and onboarding program, that's what it's going to be for now. <laughs> the like, onboarding just, program. Pep gives him that extra it, platform. So is Pep also like head of HR at Pep, City? Pep is the guy who wrote the project management course. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, I think on that, we should, we should do a little quiz. Yeah. Welcome to the Quizlam Slimani. Wait. Nice. Not bad. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, I got two questions for you guys today. All right, one each. Question number one. Messi just registered 200 assists for Barcelona. Name the top five players. That was easy. Sorry, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> I get the point automatically. You get one point for that. Name the top five players he's assisted in his career. That was easy. Bernie. Uh, David Villa. 
He's fifth. What? I'm still going. Yeah. Luis Suarez. Anybody. Luis Suarez is first. Neymar. Neymar is second. Hey, hey, hey. Ato. Fourth. One what? more. Wait, we did it already. Uh, One more. Henri. Uh, nope, you guys Ronaldinho. said... Nope. You guys said Suarez, Neymar, Eto, and Villa. There's a third person. Is Pedro. Pedro. Yalla. So that's 21 for Suarez, Killed 20 it. for Neymar, 17 for Pedro, 15 to Eto, and 12. I would have thought it would be a lot more for Suarez. Nice. Yeah, 21. Only? Yeah. He can literally make a DVD of all the assists for each of those players. Yes. Like, here's my 15 great, assists for you. a great DVD. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let me pull up. Here's... The last question. Question number two. Where is it? <gasps> right, sorry, I'm not using my phone. Here it is. Name the top. The wall. The top five American goal scorers in the Premier League. That was easy. Bernie. Brian McBride. He's second. Oh my God! What's his name? Come on. Clint Dempsey. Dempsey. Yes. I said Clint Dempsey. So though. Clint Dempsey has 37. Yeah. Brian McBride is 36. You won't get the third, which is Roy Wigerl. I know with 13. Who? I don't know. No idea. You won't get the fifth, who is Joe Max Moore with eight, but someone has eight. I'll start giving you clues. It's not Josie Altidore, because no. he has like one. It's not. Landon Donovan was on loan. Nope. Uh... Later, Fulham. First. Brian Ruiz! American, mate, not Claudio Puerto Reina. Rican or whatever. Oh, shit. Who? No, not Claudio Reyna. He's American, but no. No. First name, Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. Alright, so back to the Premier League. We've got Spurs versus West Brom. Ah, Spurs always always giving me joy. Just no matter what. First of all, why are West Brom wearing green? They look like Germany away kit. Well, because they're well, but their home kit is is white and blue, and Spurs wear white and blue, so they wear their away kit. Yeah, I was. It, it was weird. They look yeah. like your wall right now. Listen, they will not care what they look like. They got a point away to Spurs after their horrendous form and defensive play, and Tony Pulis got. They were winning and... this game. They yeah, were. they were going to win this game, and Harry Kane pops up and saves. Who Spurs. is Mexin? He used to be their manager. No, no, who did he used to be West <laughs> Brom's manager? Yeah, and Birmingham oh, and a bunch exactly, of Exactly, because I, I was like, like 2008, 2009. Yeah, I was looking at his face going, where did I see him I feel before? like he was also Reading, wasn't he? He was every mid-level crappy team's manager at one point. So, so he's like a missionary like Allardyce or... No, because they actually did a good job ah. everywhere they went and he did it. Well, he started right. off a good job right here. So... Um, I mean, Mexin did say something crazy. Alex sent us this, uh, this quote because, you know, he loves, he loves his quotes. He said, uh, I'm not going to trapeze around the country for two dead frogs and a conquer each week, he said. <laughs> it was, though, an afternoon to give a club and one of its old heroes fresh life. So, he's a bit crazy, but I think they'll take it if he gets them points in... He's there as interim and he knows it. It's this right. is a thing. They know it's an interim manager and they are probably going to bring in Alan Pardew. I mean, like, that's not even a joke. It's, 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 he's the leading candidate to take over. But isn't Alan Pardew, isn't he also a leading candidate for the Everton job? No, that's Big Sam. Oh, okay. Yeah, Anyways, let's, let's stick to West Brom here in Spurs. So, I mean, this is a great point for West Brom. Um, Spurs, though, lost to Arsenal, but then beat Dortmund in the Champions League. I mean, they're doing great. They're, they're going to top yeah. their group with, well, who's in it, Madrid and Dortmund. They beat yeah. Real, lost to Arsenal, beat Dortmund, yeah. drew West Brom. So, I mean... I don't blame them for taking the Premier League seriously, uh, the Champions League seriously. They're not in it a lot. This is a good chance for them to do well in it. But still, I mean, Ali and Kane again just did not look good. Nah, uh, you know, I mean, it's a squad rotation thing. Like even Liverpool, Son played. I think dropped the points. Are they still? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. 
blame that, but it feels like they're not match fit. And people have been saying that for a couple of weeks for both of them, Kane and Ali. Yeah. So I wonder if that's actually a thing. Kane, so I wonder if they're burnt out then. They could because they Maybe. honestly they don't have a deep squad. Spurs yeah. just do not at least attacking wise. I mean they've got Llorente who's as useless as Jansen. They had Jansen who never played a minute. They yeah. had Soldado. Like all these players that were supposed to take the the, the kind of the what's it called, the effort or whatever, off Kane, never actually produced. So Kane kept playing every game. Ali plays every game. Yeah. And I think they are slightly getting tired, at least yeah. on those front three. The Son doesn't play enough. And anyways... Um, but is that an over-reliance on Harry Kane? Or is that uh, because they don't want to bring in someone who could possibly take his spot, I, maybe? Or I, is that because they're just not that good well, at scouting strikers? Well, they'll need to soon. They'll need to soon because Kane will not be there for the next three years. He I just won't. Christian Eriksen is also maybe off form in the league because they de- depend on him a lot for He assists. makes things tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both strikers this game, though, uh, played well. Kane scored a goal. He has now 47 goals in 45 games. I mean, that is that when you're above the 1.0, Mm-hmm. Ratio, that's Ronaldo-Messi territory. Well, yeah. you know what was even more shocking? The fact that it was completely open at the near post. I mean... Completely yeah. wide open at the near post. You know, like, as you said, he's that prolific. How yeah. is he wide open at the near M- post? My boy Higazi didn't have the, 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 the best moment there, but he had he a really good game. Good he had a good yeah. game. Him and Evans had a great game. Rondon, on the other end, just... If you want to teach ah. someone hold-up play, mm-hmm. you just watch this game. Yeah. He was phenomenal. Devinson Sanchez was completely shouldered off the ball. Yep. And that finish was beautiful. You know what it reminded me of? That finish trickled in just like Rooney versus Manchester City a few seasons ago. The, oh, the thing scuff is when one? You, yeah, yeah, the when scuff you, one that rolled it. in and the goalie didn't even move. When he mishit it, that yeah. tends to happen. And Lloris was, uh, was uh, rooted to the spot. Yeah. Ali, though, with a pre-assist, was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, losing control in the center mid, I mean, I loved it. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. loved it. Beautiful. Rondon is that kind of guy. He's that, he has that... Andy Carroll about him, but mm. re- like he controls it, right. uses it the right way. Strong shoulder against Devinson Sanchez. Very, because Devinson Sanchez is a strong player. That yeah, is a big man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, a little bit of a wobble for Spurs. They drop out of the top four. Um, I don't know. I don't They'll know what, what their ceiling is this season. I mean, they, their ceiling is yeah, their potential is high, but will they get back in the top four? Do you think they need to buy in January? Yeah. Yes. Over- I, I, I still believe that they're going to finish higher than Arsenal. And I say this because Spurs do this thing where they play decently, have a little bit of a wobble, but they always get back there. And yeah, it's been the last two seasons we've seen that. Yeah. That is their consistency. Yeah. I'm very used I, to seeing them as slow starters, as you mentioned. Did, and they, I mean, Kane they, uh, famously doesn't score in October, etc., whatever the month is. Except he's been scoring this, this time. Yeah, but the thing is... The difference that Spurs have this season is the Champions League. Last season they had it, but mm-hmm. they didn't stay long in it. They were, you know, their performances weren't that good. This season, if they keep going, and when that February time comes, knockout phase, you know, we said they have a thin squad. They yep. don't have the Champions League experience. They might find it hard to balance, you know, playing, I don't know, playing at Chelsea on a Saturday and then playing at Bayern Munich or but whoever. The, the, the reason why I, I compare them directly to Arsenal is because Arsenal have a bigger problem, which is... Arsene Wenger, we didn't talk about this in Arsenal game, literally said, if we haven't signed Ozil and Sanchez, we have to make a decision in January. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you guys don't really know what team you're going to have to be fair, in January. To be fair, that is a very good point. If Arsenal go from you know mid-January till the end of the season without Ozil and Sanchez, they're not going to make top four. That is a guarantee. Like that, I will, I will put that in writing, and I will put anything against it. But that then raises the question, like, you know, we're talking about Tottenham. Will Tottenham buy in January? If they're going to have a thin squad, surely they know that they can see it. Possibly, but they just they seem to make really bad decisions on strikers. I, I just I also feel with Tottenham, they have not given Llorente 
the right amount of time to prove himself against whichever team. They would rather... Pochettino does this thing where he brings in a striker. Janssen was trash, I give you that. But Llorente is a useful player. And against United, remember, he decided to play Son, and that did nothing. Son did not affect the United defense at all. Someone like Llorente is a big man, a big body, can actually do some damage, even if he's not an effective finisher. Good point. Good point. Let's move on to United. United beat Brighton 1-0. Brighton... I mean, Mourinho gave them so much praise after the game because they did deserve it. I watched the yep. game, I watched the online miss, and they looked, they looked entertaining. It was fun to watch. Them. Absolutely, and uh, I also made the similar comment. You know, I was you know initially frustrated that Brighton were getting so much. Uh, you know, they were playing so well, disrupting United's play, but they played extremely well. You saw, you know, I've seen this from the uh, promoted teams. Even Newcastle tried this tactic of you know high pressing United. And it seemed to work until they ran out of steam or they got ill-disciplined. But Brighton were disciplined for the whole 90 minutes and they did not lose their intensity. Brighton have this every now and then. In opening, I think it was opening game or the second game against Man City, they did the exact same thing. They gave them a lot of trouble because they were acting like they were not afraid. Um, but that being said, in this game, it, last season this type of game I would have drawn. Remember, they would have had a couple chances and nil-nil little trap. Because Young wasn't the starting lineup exactly. back then. <laughs> Young, the Di Maria killer. But in this game, again, United should have scored in the first half. A wonderful save from, uh, I can't remember double, the double save, yeah. name, from the Lukaku header and then right on the line from Pogba. Yeah. And if they score in the first half, this is going to be a blowout. Absolutely. So it's one of those games where I felt like United didn't have much rhythm. But again, Paul Pogba's influence in the game would have been the difference, and then you would have had a 2-3-0 game or whatever. Yeah. But the longer it stretched, Ashley Young came to the rescue. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the defender was and then came to the rescue. It was I mean, a I just, serious If you look deflection. at the replay, that ball was going wide left, and it ended up somehow looping into <laughs> yeah. the right corner. Like, yeah. And the, the keeper's face, as he realized what was about to happen after such a good, yeah. gritty performance, you could see him... He kind of was dying. It was a hero, it, and to yes. go out like that. It was it was ungracious on Brighton to say the least. But I also want to point out their attack. We saw so many balls fizzing across that six yard box in in the second uh, half. Is it knocker? No, no card? His knocker. crossing is good, eh? Yeah, he the art of He's knocking it across the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well what a done. great player! Keep your eyes on him for the rest of the season. He's, yeah, yeah. He he's not the fastest, but he's he's got good technique. Um, United. I mean, Lukaku is starting to tail off a little bit. He did do well to kind of at the end of the game, you know, do the whole thing Mourinho said about fight and come back and play left back and etc. etc. But I just feel like I don't know, he's he hasn't scored in a few games in the league at least. And the one he scored in the what was it recently was like the fourth goal in that four mm-hmm. one round. Like he started to slightly go off the boil, which is a good time for Ibra to be fit. But I just feel I don't know, I want more I don't, from I him. don't I don't buy that necessarily. Because when you look at the type of striker that Lukaku is, and everyone knew this going into it he runs off the defender. Uh, Everton, all they ever did was play the ball to Lukaku and right. let Lukaku do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> he runs off the, sh- off the shoulder of the defender, but at the same time, you need to give the man service. If right. you look at what uh, what he contributes to the team, because he runs off the shoulder, there is space for people like Pogba. Yeah. When he comes in, Pogba looks great. Pogba's looks great. Because there is space for him to operate. When people talk about Ibrahimovic, I cringe a little bit. Because even when Ibrahimovic came on in the last two games, he was supposed to play a number 10. He's playing all right next to Paul Pogba. He sucks in deep, which means you have no room to actually play. Like, right. none at all. all so, right. it's not going to be a good thing for Ibrahimovic to start. He does do that. United. Yeah, he does do yeah. that. Yeah, but it is a good uh, tactical <laughs> flexibility. <laughs> Richard, why are you smirking? I, I really don't like when I see Lukaku pick up the ball 
Yeah. And he's being highly pressed, and he's now running the other way, away from goal. Right. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't like it. But that seems to be what he's doing for so, the last five, six games. Quick question. Is Mkhitaryan gone in January, or what's going on in Well, let's, let's, take it easy. Yeah. let's take it easy on Mkhitaryan for a second. I mean, I because... wish Mourinho would, but it clearly isn't. I mean, he dropped him from the last game squad. This one, he brought him on as a sub. There are rumors that Mkhitaryan either said or there's rumors again might be just rumors that he wouldn't say no to return to Dortmund etc I mean I, can you I, stop buying Dortmund center mids because they don't work out I, I, mean, I, I think Kago, right? it's also partially rubbish because uh, you, you know there there are a lot of players in the squad like Juan Mata needs to come in and get a few games I'm sorry if Mata's getting games let, ahead of you let, let, you let, should let, kill yourself let me put it this way okay? Mata came in against Newcastle was great he had a, a, a terrible game here his goal record for that has been actually very good Mkhitaryan was very good in the second half of last season but here is the problem still the people, assist leader people make these assumptions on United players for nothing for example look at uh, Mkhitaryan best player in Germany by far was best player in Germany One when season. he was there Two seasons in a row. One. He, he had the most assists in, in Germany for two years in a row. Okay, then what? Then Mourinho no, doesn't play attacking point. football. Okay, so yeah. he comes into United and has a wobbly time this season. This is the same manager that sold Mo Salah, that sold Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. that sold Lukaku in the beginning, and all these players apparently who are now great, and we look at it and we go, oh, they're great players. So you're saying it's not the player's fault? I'm saying it's the manager because you right. can't tell me that a Pep Guardiola, a Carlo Ancelotti, one of those players would take... Mkhitaryan. Okay. And he would not be brilliant. So then the Ozil yeah. to United rumors in this that This is sense. why I said it is pointless. We've well, had this conversation. There's a difference between pointless as in it won't happen and there's a difference no, between no, no. Ozil shouldn't do it. Ozil, I don't care what he does. Right. Ozil to Manchester United will not succeed. Right. There is, if he can't succeed at Arsenal where he's expected to run around and, and with the manager doesn't care about that, he will be a colossal failure. Not Absolutely. because of skill. Not because, because of, of skill. Manager because of manager and the way the team is set up, he will fail. There's no point bringing him in at all. Yeah. So why would okay? So why does Mourinho go and get that type of player? If he wants a Pogba and a Fellaini, why go get an Ozil and a Kateriana, a Kago? Oh, no, well, not him. He's but done it his whole why? career. It's a waste of time. Anyways, good talk. Um, he's only going to last, you know, maximum three seasons. Yeah, and he's, he's only not, he's the not there for season. a long. He's going to win the league yeah. and then dip. Okay. He's not going to win the league. <laughs> All right, um, let's roll through these games really quickly here. David Moyes for West Ham got a point against Leicester. They played well. They played. They did play well. Not bad. I mean, any any lasting impressions from this game? No. Nothing was it really. was there a Moo Moo Moyes quote? Uh, no. Uh, oh yeah. Wait, did Alex send the Moo Moo Moyes quote? Can well, I remember? Let, let let's go see. through the other games and then we'll we'll find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he did. Good, good, Actually, good here, point. No, no, it was Son Dyche. We missed it. Anyways, too bad. Um, Newcastle lost to Watford 3 0. Watford are on fire. Absolute okay. fire. With Charleston, what's his name? Gray, what's whoever. It? The, the new the the new guy they just brought in for these last two games, whatever his Watford name is. Watford are Lee, seventh or eighth, aren't Lee they? Hughes. No, they're great. But also Newcastle, I think they're a bit dejected after that United loss. Because they were playing well until that first goal after Pogba Shimmy Shang. Shake and bake. No, they were very disciplined, almost Breton and Hull Albion esque. But they, you know, they had a mental defeat that game, and it's carried over into this Watford game. And Watford are hungry. Well, they have a mental defeatist manager, so. I, I mean, I oh, is that Rafa Benito? Yeah, I think that's ah. harsh. I mean, Newcastle are not supposed to be anywhere near where they even are no, right now. He's doing a great job. I'm just saying, as part of his character, a little itsy bitsy part of him, he crumbles. Like I just feel he crumbles yeah, a little bit. Yeah, anyway, I wouldn't Rafa say Benito won the Champions League. I'm just saying. Sure. I, yeah, sure. I don't think you're wrong necessarily. Yeah, yeah. He, he you just hate a, the man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but now I'm being a little more pragmatic, obviously. I do agree with Mohamed. True. He's being a Jose Mourinho in his analysis. No way. Uh, Crystal Palace Never. beats Stoke 2-1. Um, 
amazing. I mean, this is a lot, very late goal again. Uh, in incredibly, incredibly valuable three points for um, Crystal Palace here. Um, I mean, I, I never mind seeing Stoke lose, so I'm not mad. I like seeing no. Zaha play well. I like him. I just have a soft spot for him. I like him. He's he's a good player. Yeah. He and you is know, a good I feel player. like almost discipline-wise, he should be at a slightly I mean, he was, better team. He was signed by Ferguson. He was Sir Ferguson's yeah. gift for David no, no, Moyes. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that actually shows you because he was brilliant. It was Moyes' daughter's signed. fault. Well, <laughs> yes, to be fair. <laughs> no, I mean, but, but Crystal Palace, they have eight points from 13 games now. Both their wins coming under Roy Hodgson, including, I think, both their draws. Or, we just had both their wins. Like, both they their only wins. had two wins. They've had two wins and two draws. And uh, that's, that's well. their eight points. Yeah, yeah, no, good um, for them. But Sam- good for Hudson. That's now his second... Uh, he's equalizing injury time. Yeah. And he's won a game in injury time. It's literally keeping him alive. If this, <laughs> you know, if, if he pulls this off, right? Like, it's like he, yes. he should actually quit. Yes. Because England was going to be the death of him. This would be... Oh, you can look at him in a good light. I don't something. think he's ever going to quit. And then the media will say, oh, Hodgson could have gone back to England for the national no, team. No, they will never do that. Um, last but not least, Southampton. Oh, my God. Beat Everton 4-1. Everton got absolutely demolished. However, Charlie... however, Sigurdsson's goal was worth four goals. No, it was not. It so, was so, so Everton beautiful. won 5-4. All right, congratulations to Everton on the no, three no. points. It was four. But they scored one, so you said worth four goals. Yeah, so, so four times one is four. Oh, he scored the four. All <laughs> right. Um, okay, so uh, Southampton 4, Everton 4. Um, Charlie Austin with a brace. Uh, and Tadic played a fantastic game. And Sigurdsson with four goals. Uh, so, ideal game for Southampton to come back into the fray after losing to Liverpool last week. You know, 3-0 loss, heavy loss, defensive mistakes. Came to this game, it was like 1-0. Everton scored a brilliant goal on the stroke of halftime, 1-1. And then Ashley Williams, I don't know what he ate at halftime. He, he like had a steak <laughs> He ate a lot at halftime. Two, two-headed goals. On him, it was all his fault. It's it's a disgrace. Everton, they're all their players are an absolute colossal manager failure, manager disgrace. situation. Big Sam, it's happening. They contacted him again. Now they're discussing length of contract because last time they're going to give him six months, and he said, "You don't want me." Well, he allegedly he agreed a contract, then under the table, he's trying to sign another one. So, you know, wow, see very good reference. Yeah. Uh, also, I'd like to point out the appointment of Unsworth to begin with was always destined well, for failure. Sure, I mean, he, I don't think he was ever going to be there. It doesn't even be, have his coaching license. I mean, his name <laughs> means he's unworthy. Ooh. It just says Unsworth. I mean, the way I, I, I perceive this is, you know, Unsworth was out fishing one day. And right. he just gets a text message because he's a club legend or something. Um, <laughs> sure. I know we have a, a next section. Yeah. But... I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this. You'd be what? Remiss. Oh, I love that word. Another player Mourinho has messed up. Oh, yeah. Memphis Depay. Killing it. I mean, was he even that good? Killing it. I mean, to be fair, the Look Nice... Look was Everybody wanted Memphis Depay. Leon. Uh, Leon. The Leon front three are outscoring the PSG front three. Just saying. Just saying. If he yeah. turns out to be amazing, it's another one. I think... I think... Rache, go ahead. I was going to go back to Unsworth, but I wasn't Okay, no, no, please. Tell us about him fishing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think he caught a fish at the moment he got that text message, and uh, here he is. At Solomon Everton. Ring was inside, rubbed it, and he went, and what he wished for out of the whole universe was the Everton job. It just shows you, you know, he, he's not very, uh, He, he right. ate Rooney. He ate Rooney. <laughs> I think Rooney's going to be the manager next. Why not? I mean, why not? At this point, why not? If Gattuso can be Milan manager, <laughs> I, I mean, we'll get to that, but why not? I do more. One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Ladies and gentlemen, our new sponsor, XTSC. Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC. 
offers the best co-ed, men's, and women's recreational leagues across the city. Get your soccer fix with Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Sign up today at xtsc.ca. xtsc.ca. Go to xtsc.ca and use the code 2017REDSKOSH. That is 2017REDSKOSH when you register for soccer leagues. DM us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh or email under the kosh blog at gmail.com for details. This week's fantastic Mumu takes first, second and third place yeah. in our rankings. But it goes to Liverpool's Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's how it unfolds. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is now, you know, doing PR stuff for Liverpool. Because that's why they signed him from Arsenal. His, the yeah. Snapchat Arsenal was fired. Oh, to sell yeah. shirts. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, so this is what he's doing best at the club. Uh-huh. And this is how it unfolded. So he wore a fake beard and went into uh, the, uh, you know, the Anfield j- jersey store uh-huh. or team, team store. And, uh, you know, he's donning a fake you mean beard. the club shop. The club shop, yeah. as you like it. Mm. And uh, basically, he goes up to a young fan <laughs> next to his jersey and points at his jersey and says, Do you want to buy it? Hold on, the exact words. Do you want to buy this? He's going to be a superstar. <laughs> and the response from the fan is, One day. But we've been saying that for ten years now. Ooh! <laughs> Savage. And they had to turn the cameras off. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I added that point in. I, I, I want to know how he handled that. Afterwards. I mean, worse than a football. I do more. One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Over in Italy this week, we want to start off with uh, Benevento, my favorite Italian okay. team. Alright. Um, so now they have lost 14 games in a row after losing 1-0 to Atalanta. So they haven't won a game all season? 14 played, 14 lost. Goal <laughs> difference of negative 28. Zero <laughs> points. Zero points. The anti-unbeaten season. I like it. Well, it's not even the unbeaten. It's like the unbeaten. It's like the you won 38 games out of 38. And now you're gonna lose 38. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not even draws. It's just un. It's just beaten. Completely lost. Yeah. I mean, unwinnable. To be fair, that is hard. They will win one when they get. Play. Will they? This is Benevento, right? When they play Spal, what has that been done? <laughs> Spal have 10 more points than them. Mm. Okay. All right. So now that we started in the relegation zone, let's go a bit towards the top of the table. Um, let's start with Milan. Yeah. Who drew? I it's just dropping points left, right, and center. They drew it to Torino, so which resulted in Montella getting the sack. That guy. And replaced by Gattuso. Because, you know, if you ever want a manager, you need a guy that can't control his temper and just flies into tackles. Well, it's now in fashion to hire a club legend. It is, that's true. Really. It's complete rubbish. And Gattuso sucks. He's going to have a fiery press conference yeah. somewhere. Sure he was in Cyprus managing some team and failed there. I, I, I remember a video of him grabbing his assistant by the collar and throwing him. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to On the touchline during a game. Yeah. Like, is going to cry. The, the thing <laughs> is, Montella's actually a talented coach and was given a team that could never play together. Sounds like... Uh, actually, no, it does not sound like Everton. Never mind. So, it's, yeah. it just is what it is. Yeah, but no, Milan, like, you know, they've played 14. They've, they've won six, drawn two, and they've lost six. Now, the bulk of those victories have all come in the first few match days when they were actually, like, in well, the top three. Well, when it was not... Three. They won the transfer season and everything was exciting, etc., etc. Et yeah. uh, a beautiful moment, though, this game is uh, after the game, Bonucci's son, um, he's a Torino fan, so Belotti went up and gave him his shirt and they had a cuddle. And, uh, you know... This sounds like something Alex wrote. Yes. Because he enjoys this type he of thing. He enjoys that kind of stuff so much. To me, this is rubbish. Okay. Like, like, <laughs> honest to God, your, your son should hate 
I don't care if you're originally Torino fans. You're you should never, ever, ever show that type of camaraderie. Famously, on the famously, Drogba's son's um, idol was Thierry Henry. I mean, that is even way more. Like at least Bonucci um, is a defender. I'm sorry, I see where Bernie is coming from, but in Italy, the fans take it to the next level, and maybe they do need a little bit of this love. Uh, maybe I just maybe I just think football's now point. soft and it's bullshit. Okay, mm. uh, Bernie's going to stop watching football right. starting tomorrow. <laughs> and keep, keep your eyes peeled for the Bernie football fan club where they ride. Or, or hockey or whatever he's going to start next. I like that. <laughs> Napoli uh, beat Udinese 1-0. Very important three points. Um, keeps them two points clear at the top, but they play Juve on Friday. And Exciting they game. beat Juve on Friday. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, it's uh, Napoli been doing phenomenal. Played 14. 1-12, drawn 2. Now, this is almost Man City-esque in terms of form. Na- City played 13 and drawn 1. yeah, yeah. Um, you know what Mertens called himself? 25 million pound bargain. And I agree with him. I mean, yeah, I, I, can't, even, like, I can't even fault you for so that. So does that mean he's pressing himself at 25 million? No, no, he's well, saying that's what that he, he was he bought for. Oh. So he's a bargain. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's, yeah. he's now, you know, he's 30 years old, he's mature, he's a veteran. Right. And he's in the form of his life. Soon to be a manager, because that's what happens, right? Yeah. Juve um, beat Crotone 3-0. Um, they didn't, again, they did not look convincing. Um, I don't know. This is not convincing. They they have been on a kind of a I don't know. It's not a slump, but it, they they're getting points a little bit. They lost to Sampdoria last week, and they're not really. Well, you know what? Here's a here's a stat for you. They're still only four points behind Napoli. If they beat Napoli this weekend, it's one point. I thought they're it was two points away from Napoli. No, they're four. Four, four yeah? yeah. It's Inter. They're two points behind. Inter, oh, sorry, sorry, Inter. Inter you're right. Uh, Manzuka scored, and Alex has a cute note here De Siglio scored and he didn't celebrate and they asked him why and he said well I've never scored a professional goal before I didn't know how wow <laughs> yeah I mean to be fair if you haven't scored in like 30 years you'd be like uh okay De Siglio scored yeah the goalie no not the goalie the, obviously not sorry right, that's right, De Sanctus sorry right sorry. right, right back, I think. who's De Sanctus the Sanct- oh he used to be the goalie PSG. Yeah, but he's he not Morgan. Good. Morgan. He's not Juve's goalie. Yeah, but he's just saying he confused. Yeah, I confused oh. the names. Yeah, De San, okay. De Rossi. Okay. Oh, speak, uh, speaking of De Rossi, we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, we can get to it now. Um, Roma drew with Genoa, and it was pretty much his fault. Yes, he got absolute. sent off in the seventieth minute for something. Like, it was a corner, and he just decided to punch the dude Slap. in the face. I think so. This is Calcio Poli at its finest. How De Rossi was slap? paid to absolutely give away this penalty and go down to 10 De Rossi is like the highest paid player in the league. I, I think De Rossi is done. But no, but this is the stupidest thing I've well, ever he's, seen. He's very stupid. He's not been useful for years and he's just acting out as a result. But we did, we were actually singing his praise. Not, 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 not me. The, I don't <laughs> sing his praises. So not that, him, not Bernie. No, no, not at all. Well, don't stage him. But it's Bernie just do, stood there. Do, 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 not, do, not, do not lump me into this mob. Okay. Right, okay. I am way beyond that. This whole stadium was up in arms <laughs> singing the Rossi's name when we were in Rome. And Bernie was sitting Bernie down. Bernie was talking to she going, I'm not having any of this. Yeah, Look, I cry for Tati and that's it. Right, right. That's my right. association um, with Roma. Lazio drew with Fiorentina 1-1. Um, this puts the table at a very exciting Napoli 38, Inter 36, Juve 34, Roma 31, and Lazio 29. Again, we keep saying this every week. One of the most highly contended leagues in the world. If you're trying to find a team, if you don't already support one of them and you want to watch something different, give the Serie A a chance this season. Try something else. It's not been bad at all. Absolutely. And I even want to point out the team that beat Benevento today, Atalanta, you know, they beat Benevento 1-0. They smashed Everton 5-1. Yeah, they did. They smashed them. <laughs> yeah, Everton absolutely demolished that game. Before we move on, we forgot yeah. about the Inter game. They beat Cagliari 3-1 um, away. Icardi... Yeah. Top score, phenomenal goal return. I think in five games this season, he scored more than one goal. 
Yep. He he's not playing with the best supporting cast. I mean, they're not bad, but they, he could be in a much better team. Yep. And I just it would wow. be scary to think of what he would do there. And again, he's scoring the header across mm. the goal. He was mm, some choice. He's he's yeah. easily one of the best strikers in Europe right now. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Even Alex is uh, you know singing praise about him. I'm so cautious about Icardi because I do think uh, you know the supporting cast is there. Perisic has also been fantastic this right. season. Inter still haven't lost the game. They've drawn three. They've won 11. That's impressive. Yeah. They haven't lost the game yet. I mean, Inter weren't the ones that we thought were going to mount the title. Sorry. It was between Roma and Napoli, and we thought maybe Milan were the new transfers. But Inter have really have stepped up. Have they played up. Benevento yet? Uh, well, if they have, they've won. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's do a little bit of Spain. Over now in Spain, let's just start with the Valencia versus Barcelona game. Yes, what a great game. And we have actually been in the stadium for a Valencia-Barcelona game. Oh, yes, yeah, true. Yeah, and Valencia Is won that game. Yeah. Is it a one-year, oh, a year and a half? No, no, no. A year and a half. Yeah, it's a year and a half. But no, this game was played at the Mestalla, uh, and a controversial scene as mm-hmm. a messy goal mm-hmm. was not given yeah. after a horrendous goalkeeping error. You know what? All in all, all said and done, like... No, no, but regardless, forget about... Forget it, like... How can we still in 2000 and almost 18 be mm. living in a world where the ball is three balls in and yeah. and it's not counted as no, a goal? But also to add to your point, other leagues have implemented the VAR system. Forget VAR. All I'm asking for is goal line technology, not even VAR. Wait, Just, wait, wait, wait. Does La Liga not have VAR? No, not not goal line I technology. Thought they have, but, but they have VAR. Right? I don't think uh, they can afford it with the wages. I'm pretty sure they have V. No. No, no they have none. They have nothing. No, no, they have uh, David VAR. Uh, yeah, they don't have him anymore. Um, but yeah, so Valencia then almost scored on the resulting play after that would have most sweet, of the Barcelona yeah. team was actually trying to celebrate the goal. Four of them were celebrating in the corner already. <laughs> yeah, they really were. Um, it was actually shocking to see. But uh, eventually Valencia did take the lead. Rodrigo with a you know cutback chip over the goalie. Nice finish. Very nice. Um, and Barcelona over- eventually, beautiful mm. assist, lob assist from Messi. Jordi Alba with a finish a plumb. That Messi to Alba thing, I thought Alba would be up there in the assist because that happens so but I think Alba is usually the assist like Messi's the I mean Alba plays it across to Suarez who just taps it. This is why Alba's so happy Neymar's not around. Oh yeah. He legit said it. Yeah. He's happy Neymar is not there. Um, I have to say though um, Valencia are killing it this season. Yep. Um, They are challenging for the title. They're only four points behind Barcelona. They are four points above Madrid. Yep. Um, So And and, uh, you know the top three in Spain are also all undefeated still. So Valencia, uh, point. yeah, they've uh, you know I, I I did see them also beat Sevilla four nil. Right, Colombo Sevilla. Sevilla, so, not bad. Sorry, the top three. Yeah, all like Real Madrid. No, oh. yeah, yeah, that's how bad they are. <laughs> I was like, really? so, this, so this is what the table is. Barcelona, you know, played 13, 11 wins. They got thirty five points. Valencia played 13, 31 points. Atletico played 13, 27 points, and then Real also tied on points. Real are quite, yeah, they've fallen Atlantic. by quite a bit. Mm. Um, but not a lot of teams yeah. will go to the Mestalla and get three points. So. Yeah, so, uh, so this was, you know, a case of two points dropped for Barcelona. Right, I, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, Ter Stegen and Umtiti, again, continuing their just, I mean, best in the world form right now. Umtiti is killing it. One of the best centre-backs on form in these 13 Modern. games. Yes. Vermaelen. Vermalen, yes. Ver- okay, okay. Well, you're I- talking in Titi. I'm just thinking Vermalen played today. I'm. Has he been playing? Partner. As an Arsenal fan, I was shocked. I am watching Gabriel start for Valencia, and Verma- <laughs> I felt like I went back in time. It was insane. And both of them, Vermalen was, was brilliant. He was, he was great. I was shocked. He was so was good. It, was he- it the MTD effect? They didn't get injured. Killed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ter Stegen, Ter Stegen as well. Like, just what a beast. He's so been... if Ter Stegen was man of the match, that means he made a bunch of saves. I'm, I'm not saying he's man of the match. I'm just saying he was, he's right now probably on form the oh, best keeper in Europe. Did you guys see the um, uh, the tweet that Barcelona put out, I think, last it week? Was Momo, did we make it Momo? I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. It was just to rehash that. It was a Ter Stegen and Messi... I think, and then it was just an insult to the rest of the team. Well, yeah, Barcelona pretty much official tweet said, this is the reason we are where we are. Yeah. And then yeah. everyone was like, come on, guys. Like, official tweet, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, Madrid scraped through Malaga, going behind twice, I think? Uh, I think they actually, they were actually up 2-1 and then conceded the... the ah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ronaldo and then, uh, sheepishly put away his penalty rebound. Well, he did, yes, so he lost... He, well, he, he got the rebound on it. Yeah. Right? Of his own penalty, yeah. Um... I don't know what, what what's up with Madrid. I just it's hard to think that Zidane people are actually talking about him losing his job after winning what two Champions Leagues in, in a three row seasons and La Liga. And La Liga. Yeah, I think it would be very harsh. But still like, you know, let's put it in the context. There's still 25 more games to be played in La Liga. Yeah, but how and often they're only do, behind by 8 points. I mean, to be fair, the only time recent in recent memory that I can remember off the top of my head where a team blew such a lead were Madrid, the season where January first hit and they forgot how to play. Well, football. well, actually yeah. no team has ever lost. Mm. Well, what was it? A 10 point gap at some right point now. before? Yeah. No team has ever lost that. And so I don't think it's going to happen again. The difference is this, this there's lots of people that are saying Barcelona are not playing so great even though they're doing this and so and that's fine. Say, yeah. say whatever you want. But the fact is if Barcelona aren't playing great, what the hell are Real Madrid doing that people expect that they're gonna go and win two classicals? Right. Like I don't yeah. care if they were great last season in comparison or in a super cup against Barcelona. They are not very good and if they can't play well against Malaga, how do you expect them to go to Barcelona I, and do anything? I really think that, you know, to your point, this is a case of Real being extremely complacent. Because they're now a team that has won everything there is to win, you know, in football. Right. They, back possibly. Back, three possibly. Champions Leagues in four seasons. They won the league as well. Yeah. That is a lot. And, and they absolutely, at the start of this season, crushed Barcelona. 5-2 five, five, oh, on the day. Yeah. Something ridiculous. Like that. I, I agree. Football. I feel like maybe the Super Cup was them proving a point and they have yeah. no other point to prove. And it's very hard to get them motivated. You don't get a Ra- Sergio Ramos last minute winner oh. anymore. Also, you Ronaldo don't, can't Ronaldo's win anymore. They've also effect. had uh, 20 injuries this season. Yeah, Bale, Bale's yeah. injured. Yeah. Ronaldo's effect is not as much anymore. Especially in the league. I mean, he's doing well in the Champions League. Yeah. But they're not winning their group in the Champions no. League either. They're, you know, they're bagging on... Who is that team? Apple well. Apple well. Like, I think there are a lot of things that are happening at the same time. If Ronaldo wasn't playing well and you had Bill fit and Benzema wasn't yeah. crazy and Ramos was defending well, then sure, fine. He'll come back later. Modric is off form horrendously. Yeah. 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 You know, but Navas we will... is injured too. Sorry, like, Kilo Navas has been injured for a while. Like, it's just everything happening at the same time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I think there will be a point in the season where we'll see Real Madrid come out of their, you know, right. their, their skin. Mm. And maybe they won't win the league, but they'll definitely show, Push. you know, they'll, they'll make it exciting towards the end. I think I think they should keep going and not give up because I really see it in this Barca side that they have a bad run of form in them. Uh, yeah. I, they, they're they're first of all they're they're thin. Their squad is thin. Mm. Their options up top are non-existent. They their midfield is just not good enough. Yeah. Busquets is old and yes, is getting old. Rakitic, Paulinho aren't that bad. I'm just waiting too. for for Paulinho to stop being a beast. I'm just waiting for that day. Yeah, and bad form against who? Like, no, but li- li- literally, Atleti are trash as well. So yeah. we're we're literally talking about a possibility of Real Madrid and the and then Valencia. 
That's but it. They should still win this league. They like should. Canter. They should. Atleti but being that's trash what said. is harsh because they are undefeated still. But and they third are place. very trash. <laughs> they are. They also yeah. drew with Barca. Eight but, points behind. But they are. We did say this about Madrid. The same season when they. I remember clearly the moment on the pod where we said Madrid are going to win the World Cup and the Premier League yeah. and that because that's yeah. how good they were. That I think two seasons ago or whatever where they just Probably blew like, the league away till January first. Yeah. You yeah. never know. You never know. Under Ancelotti, who then got sacked. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is. Every story of Madrid manager ends with and then got sacked. It yeah. never ends in any other way. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So that, we'll let's see, let's see how this plays out, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's that, that's that for the European leagues. We're, uh, we're going to watch the TFC game on Wednesday. Uh, I think I invited you guys over, so we'll see who shows up for that. Well, you did? Yeah. yeah I mean, no, sorry, not the listeners. Not, not you know, our million listeners. I don't have no Well, space. now they expect an invite. Well, what time on Wednesday? I'll put out some chips in there. It takes me an hour to get home, so this is the best. It's at like 7.30, I think. Nope, right? not coming. Okay. All right, There's Rache a possibility that might I, join yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Alex has already booked his spot, so it should be a yeah. fun game. I really hope, because I'd like to... Go and watch the MLS Cup final at BMO Field. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. You, you went last year, I believe. Froze my toes off. Will you do it again? Saw a nil-nil and lost in penalties. How many more socks will you wear this time? Oh, oh you have no idea. <laughs> you have no... I will not be able to wear shoes from the amount of socks I'm wearing. And you've already got a limp. That's true. You, should, you should be taking injections before every game. I'm way too old for the amount of football I play. Horse placenta. <laughs> like Van Persie. Yeah, why not? All right. See you guys next week. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.